Hey everyone, welcome to the Real Love Podcast, where we live through events as they happen. I'm Jay Venkat and in this episode, we will be reliving the 1999 Indian general elections. To understand the genesis of the 1999 elections, we have to go back to the 96 and 98 elections. In the 96 elections, there was no clear majority for any single party or alliance even though atal bihari vajpayee's bjp staked claim to form a government it could not get enough support and thus resigned in 13 days a third alternative called a united front was formed by a coalition of left wing parties janata dal and many other regional parties and they formed a government that was supported by congress from the outside they were only able to stick together for 18 months and in early 1998 they split taking the government down now in 1998 elections bjp did better but still fell short of a clear majority india's parliament had 545 seats and thus any government needed 273 seats for a clear majority with the support of admk and other key coalition partners they were able to show the support of 286 mps to form a government with vajpayee as the prime minister However, each of these coalition partners had their own individual regional agendas. One such partner was ADMK from Tamil Nadu, whose mercurial leader Jayalalitha had 18 MPs and her support was crucial. She was threatening to pull out support from the government since Vajpayee's government would not dismiss the state government of Tamil Nadu, which was ruled by her arch rival Karunanidhi. A little rewind here. In 1996, Jayalalitha was voted out by a supermajority in Tamil Nadu due to poor governance and rampant corruption charges. There were numerous cases against her and she was sent to jail for a few weeks in 1996 as well for those corruption-related charges. The dismissal demand from her was to find an easier way out of all the corruption charges. At this juncture, Subramaniam Swami, a former central minister, brought Sonia Gandhi and Jalta together for a tea party in Delhi in March of 1999 Swami and Jalta had an interesting history where he was one of the lawyers who filed some of the cases against Jalta on the other side Swami was also against Sonia Gandhi leading congress due to her foreign origins Jalta herself was against Sonia as well for the same reason however the odd triad found common ground and the tea party was a big success a few weeks later in the middle of april 1999 jalalta withdrew her support from the government thus making it collapse sonia gandhi now with the support of jalalta's 18 mps tried to stake claim to form the government but wasn't able to garner enough support and thus the president of india kr narayanan had to dismiss the parliament and call for new elections vajpayee's second stint as prime minister lasted for 13 months but he still continued as the caretaker prime minister until the new elections can be held even though the parliament was dissolved in april 1999 new elections were not held until september 1999 almost 5 months later one of the key factors was that the kargil war took place from may to july 1999 between india and pakistan This war was fought due to the infiltration of Pakistani armed forces dressed as Kashmiri militants into Jammu and Kashmir. 
Kargil district is along the LOC or the line of control that separates Indian and Pakistani administered portions of Kashmir. India found out about this incursion a few weeks later and fought back against the Pakistani army and pushed them back. This war set off a major international diplomatic mission that, to calm the nuclear neighbors. Finally, the war ended with India reclaiming all the lost areas from Pakistan. This was a great great victory achieved by the Indian armed forces. Caretaker Prime Minister Vajpayee's handling of this war won the hearts of the Indian people and even opposition parties praised the efforts of the government. This cemented Vajpayee's image as a moderate yet strong leader in the minds of the voting public. During the mid 90s, India went through a phase of multiple prime ministers, all of whom did not have the mandate of the people and were be and were perceived as being weak and in some cases corrupt as well. In addition to this, the Indian economy was taking off during this period as well. India liberalized its economy in 1991 under the Congress government and by the mid 90s it was growing at 7.5% a year. However, due to shaky central governments and vacillating policies of different governments, it slid back to 4% by 1997. But the GDP grew back to 6% for in 1998 and a whopping 8.8% for 1999. This boom in the economy was a great gift to Vajpayee and BJP. Whether it was due to the policies of his government or not, he was the beneficiary of a growing economy. Alliances are key to winning Indian elections. Due, due to a generally positive image, more parties were willing to make an alliance with the right-wing BJP party headed by Vajpayee. They had made alliances with Karunanidhi of DMK in Tamil Nadu, Bal Thackeray of Shiv Sena in Maharashtra, Chandrababu Naidu of TDP in Andhra, Navin Patnaik in Orissa, Farooq Abdullah in Jammu and Kashmir, Mamta Banerjee in West Bengal, Nitish Kumar and George Fernandez in Bihar from Janata Dal and Akali Dal in Punjab. The alliance was so diverse that there were so many ideological opposites either between themselves or with the BJP. For instance, Karnanidhi's DMK became powerful in Tamil Nadu due to anti-Hindi agitation and is a party known for being atheists. While on the other hand, Bal Thackeray of Shiv Sena amassed power by holding anti-Tamil agitations in Maharashtra and is an ardently religious party, sometimes excessively. However, all these parties stuck together as it meant a pathway towards a small pie in the central government. Congress, on the other hand, was going through a major transition. Since the assassination of Rajiv Gandhi by the LTTE in 1991, they had been searching for a leader who can unify the party. P.V. Narasimha Rao was the Prime Minister between 91 to 96 and led the party for a few years and then Sitaram Kesri took over for a couple of years but none of it sufficed. So the party elites went back to the Gandhi family for leadership. Sonia Gandhi was a political newbie but had the name recognition of the whole party and majority of the country. She took over as the President of Indian Congress in early 1998. Her Italian origins became front and centre in the political debate. Even though she has been an Indian citizen for close to 30 years and a prominent member of the most powerful political family in India, she was seen as an outsider. Many parties 
did not want to align with Congress for this reason only. Even within her own party, there was a lot of protest. This protest came for, came to the fore when Sharad Pawar, a strong leader from Maharashtra, left the party to start the Nationalist Congress Party (NCP). He took a few other prominent leaders with him too. Pawar had delivered a huge win in Maharashtra during the 1998 elections just a year or so before. So this was a big big blow to Congress. As a result of all of these changes in Congress, not many parties wanted to form an alliance with them. Jalata's ADMK and Lalu Prasad's RJD from Bihar were the only two parties that allied with the Congress during the 1999 elections. Lalu's RJD party was formed after a split from the Janata Dal party in 1997. However, Lalu was charged in the 1997 fodder scam and had to resign as the chief minister of Bihar. He installed his wife, Rabri Devi, as the CM and his proxy to lead the state. His popularity in the state was waning, but Congress did not have an option and had to ally with him so as to not make it a three-way race in Bihar. Jalata was definitely a more resourceful ally who had made a comeback with the 1998 elections and thus had good chances of doing well again in Tamil Nadu. But she was fighting off many corruption cases, but still had a strong following in Tamil Nadu. In other states, Congress was pretty much standing on its own. Now, coming to Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh is the largest state in India and it's most significant in the election because of 85 seats coming from that one state. There are four major parties in UP. BJP, Congress, Mulayam Singh Yadav's Samajwadi Party and Mayawati's BSP Party. Both Mulayam and Mayawati were regional leaders who did not want to ally with anyone else and believed they can win on their own. Both of them had been CMs of their state at various points in the preceding 5 years. BJP was in power in the state government in UP and had won 58 seats in 1998. Remember that Ayodhya is in UP and is a major political weapon for the BJP. Congress on the other hand has been becoming quite weak in UP since sweeping the state in 1984. So, with no alliances in UP for any party, it was going to be very interesting as to who takes the crown. Four-way races are very tough to predict. Overall, the campaign was along expected lines with Congress going back to its Gandhi family leadership and Aam Aadmi roots. BJP was relying on typical right-wing talking points, strong leadership during the Kargil war, and a good economy. The NDA alliance won the elections convincingly with a total haul of 298 seats. Finally, after 5 years of minority governments running the country, there was a clear mandate for NDA and Vajpayee to lead the country for 5 years. If you look at the pure popular vote, BJP won 182 seats by getting 86 million votes, whereas Congress won 114 seats but got 103 million votes. That was a poor conversion of votes to seats. For Congress, NDA swept the elections in Bihar, Gujarat, Andhra, and Madhya Pradesh. In the all-important Uttar Pradesh, BJP took 29 seats, but that was half of what they got in 1998. Mulayam Singh Yadav's Samajwadi Party did a great job by getting 26 seats, 
Mayawati and Congress were ordinary, getting only 14 and 10 seats respectively. In Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu and Rajasthan, NDA was able to get a majority of seats, but they were not sweeping the states. The BJP and Shiv Sena combination worked its magic by getting 28 out of 48 seats in Maharashtra. Tamil Nadu was another state where NDA was able to get 22 out of 39 seats, whereas in Rajasthan, they got 16 out of 25. Even though overall Congress's performance was disappointing, they had a couple of good states, mainly Karnataka, Punjab and Assam. In Karnataka, even though it was a three-way race with BJP and Janathadal Secular, they were able to get 18 out of the 28 seats. On the other hand, Communist Party of India, Marxist, won 33 seats, mainly in West Bengal and Kerala and in the Northeast states. Sharad Pawar's recently formed NCP opened their Lok Sabha tally and spoiled Congress performance in Maharashtra. The 1999 elections were held in four different phases from September 5th to October 3rd. This was the first Lok Sabha elections where electronic voting machines were used. A total of 100,000 machines were spread across 46 parliamentary constituencies and it became a big success. EVMs were eventually used all over the country from the 2004 elections. There was a total of 619 million eligible voters. Voting turnout was a strong 60% and it's quite high when you consider that this was the third election in four years. There were a total of 295 million women voters and they came out with a turnout of 56%. There was a total of 4,648 candidates standing in 545 seats. Out of that, there were only 284 women candidates who ran. That's 6% of the candidates. However, 49 women candidates won and that makes it 9% of Lok Sabha comprising the women. Good conversion rate, at least. There were four key factors in this election. One, the waning power of Congress through the mid-90s came to a culmination as this was Congress's worst performance in an election ever until that point. Sonia Gandhi's leadership of the party was still nascent and acceptance of her as a mass leader was still taking shape. The only way from here for Sonia Gandhi was to go up like she proved in both the 2004 and 2009 elections. 2. BJP made inroads into the southern states with strong alliances with Chandrababu Naidu in Andhra and Karnanidhi in Tamil Nadu. 3. Janata Dal party, which was part of the government from June 1996 to February 1998, split into many regional parties in the preceding couple of years. In Odisha, it was Biju Patnaik. In Bihar, it was split into two pieces, one headed by Nitish Kumar and another by Lalu Prasad. In Karnataka, Devagoda split to form the Janatadal Secular and in UP, Maulayam Singh Yadav split a couple of years earlier to form the Samajwadi Party. These split-ups meant that BJP could make alliances with some of these smaller parties and benefit from those states. 4. Importance of UPS as a vital state was diluted as it was a four-way race there. Even though BJP lost half of the seats compared to 1998, Congress did not benefit from it since Mulayam and Mayavati did not ally with them. After a long year of political opportunism, war, campaigning and elections, Atal Bihari Vajpayee was re-elected as the Prime Minister of the country and Sonia Gandhi became the leader of the opposition. Vajpayee's government lasted 
for a full five years and brought some political stability to the country after four tumultuous years.